If you're in business, you probably have a website, but can your site handle your growth? How many visitors before your site slows down or crashes? What about storage and data security? From web hosting to virtual servers, Pair Networks provides the online infrastructure you need to start, grow, and flourish. When it comes to security and updates, don't worry, we've got you covered. Our 24-7 U.S.-based customer support is the best in the industry. No frustrating chatbots are sitting on hold for hours. Check out Pair.com today to learn more. That's P-A-I-R dot com. This is the TRT Community Podcast, where we discuss all things testosterone. I'm Brandon, founder of the TRT Community and host of All Things Testosterone. The TRT Community is a Facebook group of patients helping patients navigate the struggles associated with testosterone replacement therapy. We have educational resources at TestosteronePodcast.com, including TRT-related clinical studies and a doctor search tool. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. So how are you? Doing good, man. I actually really enjoy this angle. The obligatory crotch shots are yeah, exciting yeah, for me. So I'm like, yeah, get it, buddy. Uh, so you you started, and I am recording. There's not going to be like a hard start to the show. I'll just cut anything that's that's you know not necessary. But um, I came across you on TikTok, and nice. one of the videos was probably something to do with um, you talking. I'm assuming it's your wife or your personal assistant. She's asking questions. My wife. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's my that's my Andrea. That's my baby. So she'll say something like, you know, hey, how do you communicate better? And you'll say, well, what if I said, you know, why do you do this this way? And that's like, that's something endearing to me because that's that's the type of thing that I do with my wife and making sure that that point comes across. You know, hey, I'm asking to better our communication, our relationship, to partner with you. And not in a in a derogatory or accusatory way, um, or casting judgment. So it struck my attention. Needless to say, um, beyond that, testosterone replacement therapy is what turned that mental aspect of my life around. So I'm curious what what did it for you? We had similar upbringings, from what I've read on your website, um, abuse and just kind of a poor childhood. So what? What was that catalyst for change for you, and what do you have going on? What are you doing to help men? Oh, man, that's a lot of stuff. Also, <laughs> with the TRT being involved in there, too. Like, I also I do TRT. A okay. lot of guys don't really know what that is. Like, like so when they're getting in, I'm like, dude, have you checked your testosterone levels? Because it could really be an issue. Yeah. Um, uh, it wasn't with that. When I was, like, real low on my, my TRT, while the aggravation and that stuff is there, um, Man, like it was a lot more the fatigue that had me smoked. Yeah. I was so tired, man. And like I could go like half day and just I, I had no motivation anymore. I'm like, what is going on? Like, the, and, and it was a weird thing. I don't know if it's diet related. I don't know if it's societal stuff. I don't know what's happening. But my stuff dropped. Yeah. And I hit like 170. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> what what the hell is happening? Like, I was like 750 like the year before. And then a year later, it like drops by like 600. And like, I had the testosterone level of a 95-year-old man. I feel like, what the hell just happened? So I don't know if there's something in the water. I don't know if they're doing... I don't, listen, conspiracy <laughs> theory all day. Yeah. But as far as that goes, something happened. And I was like, I had to adjust that. But um, beyond that, what I know is something even more funny. The thing that made it so that I've had to chill out and, and understand the way I communicate with my girl best is uh, it was estrogen, but not the way you would think. I actually, my girl has three girls and her cousin, who is also a female here. I have five girls in this house yeah. and I'm the only guy. 
And so the amount of estrogen in this building has made it so I've had to adjust quite a bit. Yeah. Now, um, because of the way that I, I grew up, it wasn't normal for me to be in this ability to change the way that I, I communicate. Uh, whenever I work with guys, guys who've been in the military, guys who grew up in tough neighborhoods or tough areas, uh, people in very rough and abusive homes or aggressive homes, uh, when I talk to these guys, I call it speaking Spartan. They grew up in Sparta. I'm like, who gets the big piece of chicken, Brandon? Yeah. Like, you know, fucking dad gets the big piece of chicken. Like, oh, you know who gets the big piece of chicken. And then I come to this world where the little one wants it. And you're like, no, no, the little one doesn't get it. You're like, um, here they do. And you're like, I don't know what the hell is going on here. So here I am now in a house with a volleyball player, a painter, a merchant, a dancer, a baker. And they're like, what do you do? What's your profession? And I'm like, oh, oh, and they're like, why are you yelling? <laughs> so how do you, you know? adapt? How do you learn? Because you're not wrong. Like, I, I can see how communicating uh, in the world, in the business world, can be more clear and it can be helpful the same way you would communicate with your family or your spouse. But how did you personally adapt to that? So I had to go through a lot of the stuff. I, I'd never ask any of my warriors to do anything I haven't done. Like I've, I can only take people as far as I've been willing to journey myself. And so in order to adapt, there's a lot of tricks and techniques I had to do. If any guys want to know how good they are at communicating, record the conversation that you're having and you go ahead and be as fucking gentle as you think you can be. You go ahead. You play, you play a character role. Go ahead. Because I thought I was doing a great job communicating. Yeah. Then you listen back to the recording and you critique yourself. Don't, don't, don't go and like, let me show you why you're doing everything wrong. And listen, guys, cow, cowboy up a little. Do your own thing. Look at you and critique you. And when I did that, even when I was sounding what I thought was nice and what I thought was cool, I sounded like my dad. Yeah. That's and I was like, oh, oh, no. So I, I used to be that way walking through the office, I thought I was smiling. I thought I was friendly. And one day after a job interview, I received some feedback that I was unapproachable. And I thought, what the fuck are you talking about? Unappro I smile every time I walk to the water fountain, you know? And I had to do some reflecting and realized I wasn't. And if I was, it was this half-assed lazy smile that nobody could even see. So I have to cheese it up and I have to be conscious and, and intentional about that uh, yeah. you know, to, to put into the world what I think I'm putting into the world. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. So here's where it got tricky. This is something that's interesting. Not only being able to state the intent is like, no, I want to be approachable. No, I'm not trying to be not approachable. That's not my game plan. I'm with you. Listen, you listen. When a Spartan walks in the room, the, the vibe changes. Like yeah. it's a different, you, the, everyone's like, oh, oh what's it? like, listen, we don't even have to do anything. And they're like, this is a little intimidating. There's a lot happening in the energy, right? Yeah. And so to change that's been a, a real uphill battle because we have to make it so that they understand that the safety security we provide is because we don't attack our pack. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys react. They don't know how to respond. They're not trained. And there's only two kinds of men. This is for our guys. You're either trained or you're untrained. That's all there is. You either have a, had the skills or you don't have the skills yet. This goes into communication. This goes into uh, the, the way you discipline yourself. This goes into the way you do everything. You're either trained or you're untrained. You have awareness or you don't. That's it. That's all it is. Yeah. And so in this one, I had to retrain myself how to communicate because nobody here speaks Spartan but me. 
Now, when you talk to other guys and you start going back and like, bro, and then we start getting into the hard talk and aggressive and oh, fuck you and all that. So we can do that stuff. No problem. We speak Spartan. It doesn't even hurt our feelings. We would just laugh through it. Yeah. But our girls, I had to change my tone. And this is where I want to give some guys a little reassurance before we get to the intention talk again. There's a couple things that we need to do as men to make it so they still feel safe. But don't do it this way. Can I just say for the record, if you think adding falsetto to the way you talk is going to be helpful. It does not work. You can't go, hey, girls, good morning. And like all of a sudden people take you seriously. Keep the bass. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> like keep the bass in your voice. Don't go falsetto. It doesn't work. Uh, careful going to radio voice. If you're like, um, good morning, everybody. How is everybody doing this morning on your beautiful day? Like they're like, you're freaking me the fuck out. <laughs> like that doesn't work either. Yeah. Find a way that you can work on your inflections to sound sincere authentically without being Spartan. We still know the dialect. You already know when you're around your brothers, we can get in and we can have dialect like old, old school, raw, my military guys and stuff. We can have that talk. Does that tend oh. to change with each individual woman or child? The, the it ha it, it, well, I, I just kind of keep it constant at the moment. And it's uh, it's one of those things that I, when I'm coaching, I talk about don't flamethrower your garden. You know, don't water your, your garden with flames. Don't do it. And a lot of times our aggression can come out where, like, you'll have one blow up or one outburst or one thing that you got triggered on. And when it comes to that part, it's like flamethrowing your garden. Then you come back, you're like, why is this land barren? What's going on here? It's like, you fried it, dude. Well, I want fruit or I want vegetables. Where's that at? Well, it's going to take you weeks to months before you get that again. Yeah. And so here we are on our default program doing what dad showed us or grandpa showed us or mom showed us, triggered by whatever, freaking out. And then you wonder why everybody's you know pulled back. How long does it take before they start going, I'm open up to you, I'm open up to you again? It can be weeks to months. And even with the little one, like even an argument between you and your, your wife or your girl – that can still trigger with the kids to be like, I'm guarded up on you because yeah. they'll hear you guys arguing. They stop well, feeling safe. Yeah, we're the scary ones. Yeah. But even if you're the protector of the house, it's real easy for that to be like the, my defense. I'm defended. I'm guarded up. So even with my girls here, it take any, anything that's a trigger in that way, just so you know, I'm a stepfather. Like that's all step parents out there fucking props to you, like honor to yeah. all step parents. That's hard. hardest job. Yeah. Hardest job, because even dad, who had two years on his bender, like disappeared and I'm there the whole time. He gets 10 times more grace than I do. And I, I show up. Yeah. So this is where, like, <laughs> praise your step parents. This is moms and dads. Praise your step parents, because it's a 10 to one scale for respect, love and honor versus the, the biological parents. So praise to them. But the amount of work that I have to do, if, if Andrea and I get into it. And we have our day. We're human. We get into it like <clears throat> separate for a long time. It, they don't even have to be a part of the conversation. They're not even around. We can be behind closed doors and they're still going to be like yeah, months before you And like, I don't get that love. I don't get that. Like the, the middle one and I, the oldest one, she'll say she loves me because I pulled her out of hell. But uh, the middle one, we had, butt. that's about as That's the closest thing we get to like, love you is like headbutt. the little one. Sometimes I get surprised she'll tell me a story. Yesterday she came in, Andrea was joking around, pretending to be asleep. 
And she's like, Rick, I'll tell you the story. And then she told me a little story about what was going on. Yeah. And I was like, she just told me a story. <laughs> she's talking to me. She's talking to me. Like, yeah. I, like I'm just being cool for months. Like, just, just cool. Like, I listen to their stuff. I don't get in. I don't, I don't listen. I'm just going to tell you, here's a tough part for my job is I'm a behavioral expert when it comes to humans. And I can't mention any of that yeah i can't go like well you do no you're you're doing a thing right now right you can't do that <laughs> spooky. I, they they hate it yeah 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 i'm I'm the same way i'm a stepfather uh, and i've got a 17 year old daughter that calls me father um their dad's not in the picture at all so she'll call me father and that's it's a win and every time i hear it it's a celebration inside of me but i've got an almost 12 year old daughter that doesn't she calls me brandon this morning she called me father well, that's a bigger win because it's just kind of randomly peppered, you know, once every few months. But it, it's celebrated more by me than the one that does it every day because she does it every day. But oh, it, yeah, yeah, those are those are victories that I like to uh, they mean Bro, a lot. massive victory. Yeah. That's all. Man, fucking honor to you, brother. Look at you. Yeah. Like that's a huge man. <laughs> I remember the first time you one when she said, I love you back. Even if they accidentally say it, like I got teary eyed, man. I was like, man, she said it. they said it back. It's like a year of me saying it before they even mentioned shit. Yeah. Like, like, dude, congrats, dude. Yes. That's she like you got the you got that dad stamp this morning. Yeah. Way to go, man. Speaking of uh, the I love yous, do you pour those out or do you how do you like how do you? I stick them out there. I put them out there on the girls all the time. They don't say it back. The oldest one will say it. Like again, like. This is a really interesting thing having me as a stepfather because, A, they don't value it yet. They don't understand it yet. People call me from across the globe to have these conversations. They don't understand yet, and that's okay. I don't require them to. Uh, but the oldest one, um, she got wrapped up in a group where the algorithms that she was in put her into uh, emotional cutting and getting into like the the negative side of social media and getting the self-harm and those kind of things. And she ended up with me for a month. And I'm like, you and I, we're working through. I created a program for her, actually, called the Phoenix Program. I made it for her, yeah. only her. Yeah. This isn't a marketed thing. I was like, this is you and me, hon. We're going to do it. We had to kill all that old belief systems and rebuild her authentically. She's a teenager. So, I mean, it's still a trial and error for her in life anyways. But she no longer has any of those needs, any of those things. Those are all gone now. Yeah. That's because awesome. she knows I would go into hell to get her. Uh, she's like, she, she's like, I love you. Like, she'll say it. She's gone through enough where she's like, I get it. Yeah. You've been there. You keep being there and you'll always be there. I love you back. The middle one says it, but doesn't say it. <laughs> and so, like I said, the headbutts, and I even told her, I'm like, I'm letting you know if you headbutt me, it means I love you. I'm just letting you know. And she's like, I know. <laughs> and like, so that's kind of like her going, me too, but I'm never going to say it. Yeah. So that's there. And then the little one, there ain't nothing. I tell her I love her. I'm proud of her. I appreciate her. I'm happy when she, I even praise her. I'm like, when you do those little things, it means the world to me. And she's like, okay. Like, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not getting anything. So it's there, but it's going to be a minute. Why is that? Because to me, and I'm not a professional, it seems backwards. It seems like it would be easier for the younger and, and harder for the older. 
It depends. There is a personality type thing. There is, you know, and and we lean farther into Enneagrams than Myers-Briggs and stuff like that. The reason why Myers-Briggs is how people operate. Enneagram is more of why do you do what you do? No, it's not gospel. It's just tools, you know, and so I don't go like, oh, well, you're this Enneagram type. So that means you do this. No, it's just tools. This is guides. Uh, Each of us has our own experiences and our own perspectives. And then it's like the underlying motivations are there. So when we look at them, we can see the reasons that they're there. They need different love. So the oldest is a type two, which is uh, the helper type. And so that type is going to be more the people pleaser, the try to fit in with the crowd. And, um, you know, the one who, how can I help? How can I help? How can I help? But unfortunately, because her upbringing before she ever came in my life was with very self-serving people, she has this caveat curse in there that she has to break from her mom and her dad, which is, I'll help you as long as it helps me only and that curse needs to be broken because it goes against her own personality type interesting fight she's got right yeah the middle one is a type seven this is the enthusiast this is the t- the tiggers of the enneagram bouncy 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 <laughs> like like they just like to have fun everything's good everything's positive it's fine it's cool i don't want i don't want to talk about negativity no 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 no. we're good we're good we're good uh but she's gone through some pretty tough things and i can tell she's pulled back because she had her first heartbreak and it's a pretty shitty scenario but even more shitty is I called it step-by-step step months before and no one wanted to listen to me. I'm like, you guys do know this is going to happen. And then it does. And I'm like, I don't want to say told you, yeah. but yeah. you guys remember, I don't want to listen to you. And I said, this is happening. And I'm like, they're going to do this next. It's like, I don't want to hear about that. And like, then next time you see it, that's happening. I'm like, I'm shocked. <laughs> listen, they don't want to deal with the negativity. So I have to go with her and try and give her that safety security that it's okay. Even the hard stuff we can talk about. And I got you. The little one is most likely a type one. That's the perfectionist. The inner monologue for the type one is fucking me, man. They are so tough on themselves. They're so hard on themselves that to get through that, it takes a lot. And if they're guarded up on themselves, they'll definitely stay guarded up on a step parent. And people with type ones, they really do struggle getting through that one. Yeah. You know, and so they're so hard on themselves that like it's really difficult to accept praise, to accept compliments, to accept grace, to accept love, to accept forgiveness. Hard. Yeah. So there's those things. And my girl, my Andrea, she's a type three. It's interesting. That's a that's a heart side, but represses the heart side emotions because it's the achiever. Work, 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 and uh, that's how they find their love is through you know being a winner, championships, you know, being the best, achieving something, you know, winning something at work. You name it. Achievement is how you get love, and so empathy is off the table. It's really difficult, and we get into that a lot with the men and women. Uh, I, here's an argument that we can get into. This is me topic jumping very quickly. No, Sorry, Brandon. It. But like when it gets into relationships, uh, I did a survey with all of our men and our women. And I was like, who do you think has more empathy, men or women? And the guys argued and they, they put it out there. They said, men have more empathy than women. And the women are like, I don't think so. Blah, blah, blah. And we're like, listen, I'll give it to you for babies. Women can have more empathy with babies. That's how they can know what a baby needs without hearing like any word said granted but when you get older men do not completely alienate an entire part of the population but women do because men can be empathetic to women children babies you name it whatever you're feeling i can be there and support you and protect you and i've got you women do not have empathy for a man now there's a difference from well-being and empathy and this has got to be very clear 
Do you need something to eat? Did the clothes get washed? You know, did we, you know, take care of that thing together? Those are well-being. That's just stuff is taken care of. What are you feeling and how are you really doing, hon? That's empathy. Getting into what your heart say, not what did you provide or what did you do today? Different. And so this is an argument for you is that you've worked with enough people. Even when I did a 200 man survey, which is where I just stopped because I would have kept going if I was getting any variables. (laughs) Every man said, my feelings are important to me. My feelings are not important to her, but I wish that they were. Yeah. I think across the board, I think that makes sense. And, and even I would make an argument that women tear other women down. You know, there's, there's a lot of, um, women, I I think women make a lot of their decisions based on what they think other women are going to think, not what other men are going to think. So it's almost like, is there any empathy for anyone outside of a baby stuff? Um, when I have my women's groups, every single self, like the self wounding thing, the wounding that the women have, like the internal dialogue, every curse that was in there was put there by another woman. Yeah. As mom or an aunt or a grandmother or a friend who like just threw a judgment out and it may have been something quick, like something so simple, like, Ooh, that's not flattering on your body type. Well, I loved it before you said that. Yeah. You know, and that one sentence that mom threw out there has made it. So you went from excitement to shame immediately. And And then now I shouldn't wear certain things because of my body type is wrong. Ever. They remember that forever until they do work to correct it. So when you talk about, um, you know, women, not, genuinely asking about their man's feelings is that something are you are you aiming to teach the woman are you aiming to teach the man both here's what i would say um i teach the guys to not need their woman to have empathy you're like wait 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 what'd you say remember who can have empathy for a man men you just had that thing with your daughter and man my heart filled up for you yeah like that's a fucking win man i'm like (laughs) that's my dude yeah like that's good that feels good guys can have empathy for other men but women would be like well i get that all the time you're like well it's not about you i just had a big win yeah Yeah, well it's about time because i've been doing this and this and this it's like you made it about you again but don't you see your guy is doing great like that was a win celebrate him but something happens especially long relationships where the celebration for your man seems to go away which is ironic because the reason we chose her is because she was the best at celebrating you yeah like she was the best cheerleader at one point and now she's become like like this resentful cheerleader who's like i gotta keep cheering for you it's like well that's why you got the job but that's a problem right so are, are you you do work with women as well right Mm-hmm. Do you work through some of those man-hating tendencies? Oh, absolutely. And most of it is their own shit. It has nothing to do with the guys. Yeah, There's some bad dudes out there, but they vet bad dudes. They like, you keep picking bad ones. Like, I, listen, I'll show you red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. And then you're like, when can you start? I'm like, <laughs> that was you. You, you, the dude was, his resume says, I'm a bad guy who's going to try to sleep with all your friends. I am uncontrollable. I don't care about anyone else but myself. I'm going to destroy you, and I'm going to ruin your credit and leave you with the debt. And you're like, sounds great. When can you start? Yeah. What causes that? Uh, usually it goes into what people um, are used to. What they see. You know, and, and so, yeah, so people are attracted to what they're familiar with. 
Yeah. So a lot of times it comes down to when there's either no dad in the house or a uh, parent dynamic. And now just so you know, too, it's not gender specific who you relate to. So I know a lot of guys who relate to their mom's personality type. And I know girls who relate to their dad's personality type. Usually there's an opposition and they'll relate more to one person. But when it comes to relationships, they oftentimes find themselves attracting the opposite. The one they don't like as much ends up being what they end up dating often. And so in order to break the generational curses on that, we have to tear out the belief systems on what love is and put something authentic in there. And in order to do that, you have to break through denial. And denial is the nastiest one out of all of them. Don't get me wrong. Depression's a fucking beast. Anger is terrifying. You've got a bargaining system, which most people operate under. But denial is the protector. It's the Trojan horse. You know, and so that's the one that people are using their mask or their persona or their identity or their, you know, the way that I project myself or confidence or boss babe or alpha male, whatever you call it. Like it's that persona that gets put out, which is false, that people try to live up to and it creates a false reality the entire time. And so you can't really get through to what's authentic until you can get rid of their bullshit. You so I feel like I have backed my way into a successful relationship. And a lot of that I have to give credit to my wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she is the one that brought up the, the dishwasher thing because I, I asked a lot, you know, Hey, why are you doing it that way? This specific instance was she puts the silverware in points facing up, you know, the, 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 the spoon up the knife up. And I, I said, you know, why do you do it that way? probably sounded like a typical accusing male. And she's the one that started picking up on these and said, Hey, I noticed that you ask me a lot of questions. And I noticed that when you ask me these questions, I believe that you're doing it so that you can X, Y, and Z. Absolutely right. I'm not trying to judge you. I'm not trying to tell you that you've been loading the dishwasher wrong for the last 30 plus years. Just curious where your mind is at, because I want to be inside your mind and your heart. And I want to be able to better partner you. So all that shit to say, I am pretty ignorant when it comes to these things. I try to walk the earth with kindness, with patience. I try to think before I react, etc. You know your shit. What's your background? Oh, my background? Well, not only did I grow up in Sparta. Like when I went through, I didn't go clinical route on this thing. I went through, I probably spent a hundred grand on just the different certifications that you can get going through a bunch of shit. So I know a bunch of stuff and then, but really I noticed that even people who have high credentials, cause I toe to toe with PhDs, yeah. like I've had, I've had recordings like you can hear them. I talk with people who have all of the credentials. Yeah. I've got a lot of certifications. They're in some storage bin somewhere. I don't even know. Like it, none of that matters. Here's the reality of it. Whenever I go to psychology conventions or I go to coaching events or I go to these things, there are people who have the gift. The thing where you can, I can see you. I see you. And I'm not an empath, but I know empaths and they're amazing. Like I feel you. I can feel your energy. Like some people can do it. I would say it's in single digits for how many people who are in this industry truly have the gift. I have the gift. And whenever I'm challenged, which is why in the warrior's way, one of the parts for our creed is to challenge everything. You should always ask questions. You should challenge competency. Is that person good or are they not good? Do they know their shit or they not know their shit? Are they trying to share their opinion or are they trying to give you what works? Challenge everything. When you do this, you'll spot competency pretty quickly. 
in which case, like that's where a lot of my background comes from. Not to mention, I've been doing this for almost a decade now. So I've been through the mix and I go into hell daily. Yeah. So like I go and get people. I know where you're at. I didn't have to read a book. I go there. Mm-hmm. I know yeah, where you're I'm, at. I'm the same. I don't, I don't put any faith in a PhD or an MD or any kind of background. You know, I, I see personally what, what these credentialed medical providers are doing to testosterone patients on a daily basis. And I see the, the ignorance that there, so that those, <laughs> that degree means nothing to me. Your medical school means nothing to me. Yeah. But will you do the work? Yeah. Will you show up? Yeah. Are you really competent in what it is? And so, yeah, to get back to the thing with like, um, there's a few things that you said that I just want to circle back on when, like you said, typical accusing male, it's interesting that we're taken this way because what an assumptive statement. Yeah, You're true. a typical accusing male. Well, most guys working with men, when you look at the, it's funny that that blame sentence is even there. It's a very judgmental sentence. A typical accusing male. This is a triple judgment right here. It's a judgment, judgment. Like, so, okay. When you look at this by itself, that by itself is meant to be emasculating when it really what's happening with a typical accusing male is I'm actually asking to understand, but it just, you don't like the, what the cadence, the tone. Yeah. And this gets into the assumptions. I assume that your tone means this. I assume that when you said it that way, this means this. Even with, with Andrea and I, when you heard, like, when, what do you think when I say it like that? She's like, it feels like you're trying to make me feel bad. I'm like, interesting by itself. I am trying to make you feel bad is what you created for me. Yeah. When I'm simply really trying to know what is the reason that is there. These assumptions people put in as facts, they're not true. We made them up. Heck, I mean, simple book. I got another one. Like an old book, Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz. I I reread it again. I read it like 20 years ago when I was like super young. And I'm like, ah, this is good points, good points, good points. I didn't realize this guy was dropping bombs every paragraph. He like condensed decades of information into small amounts of like phrasing. Yeah. I was so impressed when, again, you go back and you look at do not make assumptions and don't take things personally. It is not them doing something to you. Stop adding and calling it facts. It's not true. So here you are wondering, what are you doing that for? Because you really do want to know, is there a benefit or is there not a benefit? And she adds in, well, because you're asking means you're trying to be harmful. You're trying to be mean. You're trying to make me feel bad which is ironic that people would give so much authority over their own feelings to somebody else. Hilarious just to begin with. (laughs) Do they do that because uh, they're projecting what, why they would be asking? Well, look at the base format. Women's for the guys. When you look at the three basic needs for guys versus the three basic needs for women, the guys is funnier. And so we can stick to that one easier. Hungry, horny appreciation. <laughs> like appreciation is the big one, but yeah, hangry dudes annoying to talk to. And like a guy who's like under sex in the relationship is going to be irritable. Those ones are the quick ones, easy to take care of. It's the appreciation one, the honor, respect, the, the, the way that you show dignity to your man. That part's the tricky part. Do you keep encouraging? Do you keep building them up that's the guys one now the girls ones you're hoping it's going to be like gucci louis vuitton and prada or some shit but it's not you know the main resource on women is going to be uh reassurance it's the main umbrella for women and that's safety security it's in all areas emotionally physically financially they want to feel safe and secure it's at the core of their main piece reassure me let me know i'm okay i'm okay i'm okay they need to feel that that's at the core the next one is acceptance 
acceptance. That doesn't sound very good. It's the approval aspect, not by men. They like to be chosen by a high values man, not a high value man, by the way. High values man chooses me, a guy who girls want that guy, but he chooses me. They like that. But then afterwards, the approval system is from other women. And it's mostly how do I fit in in the societal ranks of woman to woman? And that's far more of what their concern is than it is about the approval of men. Do they, they use like their to be man chosen. for that? What, do, they, that? do they use their man for they that can. ranking? They can. It's possible, you know, because you've seen guys who are treated like arm candy just to show off or my man has status and I can't wait to tell you about how much status my man has. Sure, it can be done depending on like the security level of the woman. Sure. Okay. Uh, is it a guarantee? No, it's just possibility depending on her health level. Sure. Yeah. But the last one is the hypergamy window, man. And hypergamy is a real thing. And it's been bastardized by the Red Pill Society to say, like, you know, hypergamy is a fucking weapon against men. No, hypergamy is there so women can choose, like, the best mate for their children. Remember, as men, we can spread our seed quickly. Bam, 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 bam. We can fire it off like a lion. No problem. But women have to be choosy who they take the seed from because they have to nurture and hold that baby. And they need to have the highest likelihood of success for that kid's health and strength and stability and financial stability and longevity. Not more factors for hypergamy. So is the system itself fucked up? No. But the way we're using it today is. Yeah. It's becoming weaponized when really it's supposed to be a qualifier for finding a good mate. And now we don't even know what that's supposed to be. What is that word, hypergamy? What does that mean? Hypergamy, that's the choosing system. That's what women use to choose their mate. That's their, like, what am I measuring it on? Because for guys, we're more uh, visual. Like, we, we're more on symmetry and smell, where women have to, co- like, go through a qualification system. That's why when they say love at first sight, men can do it. But women, no, they're like, like, I, he's attractive. Sure, I'm attracted to him, but love... What's his career? What's his thing? How safe is he? What's, is he? Does he live with his parents? Like, what's the situation look like here? Yeah. Is he out screwing all? Is it fuck boy and trying to screw all the girls out here? Like, what's the loyalty look like? There's there's a whole list of factors that are put into this thing. Yeah. And so hypergamy is there for the safety security aspect, which is why it's interesting that society is pushing girls to break hypergamy because it does lower their emotional value also. What the fuck did he just say? Yeah, listen, <laughs> it, it does make it so a girl who doesn't respect herself is going to start receiving less respect from people who have like the higher values. Now, when I say that, I really do push against the high value male thing that they're talking about, the 666 rule and stuff like that, which, you know, not just sign of the beast, but I mean, like six foot tall, six pack acts, abs, six figures, you know, yeah. you know, you can also get in the six inch and plus penis and all that stuff, too. There's more sixes. I'm sure they added to it. Yeah. The thing is, these are all superficial things. They're not a values. It's just somebody who's created this. And just so you know, what's really funny. I don't know. Have you seen what's happening with that? With the people who fall for that 666 shenanigans? No. This is like 1% of the population. This is a small window of dudes who fit this like six figures and six foot window. Not one of those, by the way, is an actual value for a man being loyal, honest, you know, sincere, considerate, protector, provider, presider. None of that shit. It's just how tall are you and how much money do you have? Yeah. So these guys, all of a sudden, with no moral standing, even being on the criteria list, have an influx of an unlimited buffet of free pussy thrown at them. And like these guys are supposed to be what loyal and committed and solid. 
these guys all of a sudden just have free girls just thrown at them because they're tall and have money. No criteria required. There's no way that that builds loyalty. It's the, it's exactly the opposite. It, these guys are like, why would I pay to keep any of you when it's a free buffet? Yeah. And that's funny that you would say if you give these guys endless options for no criteria reason other than the way that they are born or they have money. Well, isn't it funny that they would treat you like another thing because you respect yourself like a thing? This is important. I'm putting it out there for ladies to have a little more value in themselves. If you want to be treated like somebody worth keeping, treat yourself as somebody worth keeping and not just throwing at somebody because their height. That's ridiculous. But if that's your criteria and you think that means safety and security, I know short dudes who will jujitsu and kung fu tall dudes. Yeah, It is not a height thing. The kind of thing you're talking about, though, a woman's value, I mean, that's going to take real work for them to dive into. It's not right. right. It's not something that you can just, boom, my value, I'm not going to live this way. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to devalue myself. That's that's hard work. Well, they can't see it. You know why? Because denial is at the core, core for all women. When I work with women, it's taken 10 weeks sometimes to finally crack the shell and go, don't you see your authenticity is under the makeup? Don't you see your authenticity is under the outfit? It's underneath the thing that you're trying to create this, I've got this, I've got this boss babe personality. But your authenticity is underneath there. And are you nurturing that? Or are you just continuing to try to build the persona? Because it's got cracks in it. And for those of us who can see through camouflage, we see you. That's not real. Don't try and sell me. Because if you're trying to sell me, that's not real then. And so when you're getting through trying to understand what a woman's real value is, it's really difficult because this generation of women is combined with burden of performance and burden of beauty. Good luck. Guys always had burden of performance, but we don't have to do it in heels. We don't got to do that shit. Yeah. Like we could, we could do hard work and make sure that we had the skills and the provision and the dedication to get better and better, trained or untrained, easy for us to process. Well, women have to now compete in that arena against lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. And then here we are. We don't have to do it in heels, but you do. Who's doing that to them? They doing it to themselves? It's an interesting push on society's setup. It's pushed that women need to be doing it this way. The funny thing is, is I talk to the women who are highly successful, who have actually done all of the things that they said are supposed to be done. You can see it on TED Talks. You can see it all over the place. Women who are self-made millionaires, they're the attorney and the firm, they're the doctors, they're the people who have beaten and competed and won, but it goes against their entire biological design and they're struggling to be good moms. They're struggling to find balance in their life. They're getting overwhelmed and overrun because they're not built to do it all. And somehow us guys now are supposed to be what the one who picks up the slack from them overwhelming themselves. This is why you see guys who are working, they'll work all day long, come home, and the women will be like, I'm overloaded with my own stuff. Why don't you do enough around the house? Yeah. Well, you do know that I just did a job that, A, you couldn't do if you wanted to because you can't lift the shit I can lift. And then, B, um, we don't have an agreement here. I just came home to expectations without conversation. 
So here you are overwhelmed and not willing to be listening, open or understanding because you blew your own, you know, teapot to pieces. And here we are where you're expecting me to be the one who fixes everything without question, not even addressing even one second. How was your day, babe? Hmm. Remember, no empathy for men. Where do you start with that? How do you correct those issues? Healthy boundaries. You know what? I got there's a thing that I've noticed with very healthy relationships that people do not want to address autonomy. And I don't know if, if people are sure what that word means. This means the ability to be able to say there is a consequence for abusing me. This means for men also. You do know that we're love for what we provide, in which case if you keep treating me this way, I don't have to provide for you. We can remove that. That's autonomy. I can be independently okay. Marriage has been corrupted to think that it has to be codependent to work. Well, codependency doesn't work. And so it doesn't make any sense. But if you can say, hey, babe, if if you really aren't going to respect me in any way, shape, or form, you're not listening at all to understand anything. I don't see or feel any effort. You have no empathy, no care. It's only about you. And somehow you expect me to just keep changing myself to match things that you've overwhelmed yourself with. This will never work. In which case, I will healthy boundary and say, this is not my fight on this one. I'll support you in what you need, but if you won't respect me in the slightest bit in your journey, I won't be here to support you in yours. Well, that sounds selfish. Hold the line. There's a point where you go, babe, calm it down. I'll, I'll argue. I'll put it right. I'll put it on air openly. I don't believe women are wired to lead. Can they lead with other women? For sure. But are they meant to lead? The one who does not have empathy for any member of their pack should never be in control. Yeah. The one who can say, I care about everyone in this pack should be the one who calls the shots. Should the hyper-emotional one or the more logical one be the one calling the shots? I'm not saying absolute suppression. I'm not talking obedience. Just 51-49. Yeah. The ultimate decision maker kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. My wife and I have been talking a lot about that recently, and we stumbled our way onto a, a big podcast that's traditional values marriage that we you know flew out to Florida halfway across the country and, and met with them. And nice. that's us, you know, and we don't we don't say it necessarily. It's not on my forehead, but I am the ultimate decision maker in the household. She is my partner. We discuss things. I'm going, I may reach out to you for some, some professional help that you're, you know, you're an expert in, and then I'm going to take it back to her. We're going to discuss it. I'm going to make the decision. I carry that burden, you know, and, and it is, it's a burden. I'm making decisions for our entire family. It's not something to be thrown around loosely. And and I totally agree. It's not, it's not in a woman's genetic makeup to be doing that kind of thing. This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. It's correct because when things go wrong, safety security is no longer there. And women don't do well with creating safety security on their own. Now, I love the ones like, yes, I can. You just can't do it like we do. You can't. Well, listen, I wish you could. But like I even joke around like 
I'm I'm a strong guy, not the strongest guy. Actually, it was funny as one of my my warriors is the number 26 strongest man on earth. <laughs> I couldn't even get into the competition, let alone compete. Yeah. Like I'm a strong guy, but if I were to have this identity shift where now I identify as female, I am one of the strongest women in the world <laughs> instantly. Yeah. Yeah, they, and this is one of those things where it's not the same protection if they do it than if we do it. Yeah, and I've I've seen articles and posted some things on social media where a trans man compete, you know, becomes a woman, competes in those competitions, he breaks the record, and and the world is shattered because of it. And it's like, come on, you know, what did we, what did we expect? Mm-hmm. We allowed it it's to not, happen. Not not know, the same. Yeah, we know the ending. Yeah. yeah, we did. I did the math with my my oldest daughter. She's a soccer player. I got all athletes. Our girls are all athletic. They're, they're tough girls. They work out with me. They do fun stuff. I, I'm very proud of my girls. And uh, we did the math with my uh, our oldest. I am mathematically six times stronger than she is. <laughs> yeah. Like this is that's like me fighting a grizzly. Yeah. Like it's not a fair fight. And I'm like, there's no way. And she's 17. She's not 12. Yeah. Like she's pushing adult. I'm like, it's not we're not in the same arena. So when it comes to who should be responsible for carrying the burden of everything that goes wrong, it's just better if we do that one. And if something's going to become dangerous, who do we want? Like when there's a bump in the night, my baby and I don't flip a coin. Yeah. Like, Oh, looks like it's you, babe. Go get them. Like, yeah. no, there's on her best day. Yeah. She couldn't handle what I can handle. Also, I'm a trained, I'm trained in combat and she has zero training in combat. What is the damn odds, babe? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like, and so this is where it does get tricky where like our women built to lead, they get overwhelmed with their own stuff. They're built to be the kindness, the nurture, the encouragement. They like as much. And when I work with my women, once they're in a healthy mindset without me telling them what to do, I say, what role do you want? And like, I really actually feel highly fulfilled in the support role. I really do. They're like, yes, I can do some provision, but he makes the lion's share and does the hard stuff I don't want to do. And I like that. Yeah. And it feels good. And they like it too. And like, if you look at finances, who has a harder time relinquishing money to others? It's the females for sure. What's yours is mine. And what's mine is mine. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, I see it. And so whenever a guy is like, Hey, I'm going to support you and build you up. And I have had so many conversations with guys who have bought into the, she can do it all thing. They're not addressing for the hypergamy. What that really does mean is how do they vet what level equal and up? That's how women work. Men do not have this because we can easily date down and feel completely fine. In fact, it worked better. Like, no problem. We don't have the same criteria that she has to be on my level or higher. That's women. This means they also have to have a, a address of like, what's your level? And they are still going. Are you at least at my potential? Are you at least at my level of success, safety, security, protection, mindset, loyalty? Like, are we at the same level on these things? That's addressed. As soon as we're not paying attention to this part of the game and we elevate her way above you, like there's a dissonance that starts to create where she starts feeling like, I'm not waking up with a guy who I believe is the best I can do. As soon as she wakes up looking at you and going, I think I can do better than this. Then you're going to start having struggles in the relationship because there's going to be expectations and nagging and complaints that start coming out of left field. Even if you're doing upstanding citizen shit, like she's going to start creating problems. 
It's because there's a dissonance in the level. So what should guys do about that, right? Is there a potential for that that level up to happen during the relationship? Or are we talking? Yes. So what, what would cause that? What do we need to look out for to make sure that they don't leave us behind? We need to keep working on ourselves, always. And remember, this is where I say, like, who cares about men's feelings? Men, yeah. you need a brotherhood. We have a huge brotherhood. The Warriors Way mindset like has a huge brotherhood. I had a guy come in this morning, and he works with divorced men. And he saw me live with just one of my morning groups. This wasn't even like a big event thing. It was just my morning group. And there's like 30 dudes in there just all wrapping it up, just hanging with each other. Because you belong somewhere. And what's going on in your life is important. And we all care about each other. It's a gathering of alphas. Black box thinking is what I call it. Um, there's a book on that. I don't know if you ever heard of that before. No. Okay, so when an airplane goes down, there's black box. And so the black box says what went wrong in the airplane. Well, black box thinking means if something goes wrong with that one, you send it to all the airports. So now they all know what can go wrong and be ahead of that so it doesn't go wrong for you. Yeah, that makes like, sense. That's black box thinking. Well, when the warrior's way gets together, these are all alphas converging to share what works and what doesn't work healthily with each other. So we can all go back to our packs with decades of information we just got in one hour. Nice. Yeah. Saves me a lot of screwing stuff up. <laughs> yeah. And so how do we level up ourselves? You stay around other guys who are also leveling up because healthy alphas, healthy leaders build other men up. We don't push them down. You're telling me you're having success. I don't look at that as intimidating. I look at that as I'm fucking proud of you, dude, because I need you to feel strong, if not stronger than me. Because if I'm locking shields with you and our phalanx and you're protecting my left and I'm protecting your right, it does me no justice to knock your knee out. Yeah. That's... Like you're, you're guarding me, man. I need you. I hope you're stronger than me because that makes my left side stronger. Yep. And I can, I can think back over the years about guys that I've had in my life that I, I felt like treated me, I, they, they were more like a woman and it was mm. that, it was that knee knocking and it wasn't the, you know, I, I felt like I had been threatening to them and, you know, again, something I haven't put tons of thought into, but it, it feels a whole hell of a lot better to be with somebody that not only, not only are they going to build me up, but I like to surround, surround myself with people that I can learn from, you know? Mm -hmm going out to Florida, being on the To Be Better podcast, and that dude knows his shit. I can learn from him, not only relationship stuff, but just the logistics of podcasting and cameras and, and audio equipment, that kind of... I want to learn from you. And that's the kind of people that I like to surround myself with. People that are... Oh, well, I hope you're getting some value from this. No, yeah, like definitely. No. <laughs> I, uh, so how do, we, how do we check out The Warrior's Way? How do we get into that group? What is, what's going on in there? All right, so we got a bunch of stuff on the website right now. We got the our podcast with the warrior, the battlefield of the mind is out there. You can see a lot of information. You know, hopefully, you're cool. I'm be posting this up with us also. Yeah, but for sure. like, like uh, the stuff that we have out here is like designed to get us to the website. There's uh, do it yourself options which we're creating, but there's a system that goes in. If you want to join the brotherhood, you're gonna have to have a phone call. We have criteria for the creed that we operate under. And like, if you want, I don't mind sharing with you what is our, what's our, our creed? What's it, what do we stand for? Yeah. Because if anybody's like, I don't agree with that. I don't, I don't think that what you do is the kind of group I could get behind. Like, don't bother. Don't even try calling us because you're not going to fit in. So you want to hear our creed? This is like what we, what the warrior's way lives by. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. The first thing that we have in the warrior's way is trust. 
without trust, you do not have any dynamic and we do not betray each other ever. You don't post other guys shit online. You don't send stuff other places. You don't talk behind his back to people outside. Like it's like Vegas rules. What happens here stays here. We grow together. It's just, we can't betray each other. We don't do that. Next one is no blame, no shame, no judgment. What has happened has happened. Every mistake has been to learn from every loss is a lesson. So when guys are going through something that they screwed up or they figured out that was a really bad way to do it, we don't got to put him down or tell him he's a piece of shit or he sucks for it. No, what did we learn? How are we going to improve? And now we don't have to do that ever again. That's what it was for. Blame, shame, and judgment just gets in the way of healing. It's unnecessary. This also, just so you know, this creed works outside of the group also. This is how we train our men to be just in our own groups, in our society, and our yeah. friends, and all that stuff. Next one is authenticity. If you haven't noticed yet, when it comes to the psychology world, I'm one of the few ones that'll say fuck shit and balls. <laughs> like, you can be yourself. Be you. Because people are starving for authenticity, and it's really difficult to live a denial mask and trying to keep up with the facade. Be who you really are. And if you don't agree with the way somebody talks or where they are or you're judging their journey, go back to rule number two. No blame, no shame, no judgment. Next one, willingness. You have to show up for yourself. I do not measure your success by your results. I measure your success by your effort. Just keep trying, man. Did you fall? Let's get back. I got you. Get up. Let's do it again. Did you fall? I got you. Get up. Do it again. The more that you get better at doing this and the more you show, I'm willing to keep going. I'm willing to keep going. The more that men will respect you because they know that you will keep getting up. Yeah. And that's far more admirable than did you win? I don't give a shit. Did you get up is more important to me. Yeah. Like that. Next one is skin in the game. The guys who pay, pay attention. Anybody who's willing to invest in themselves, they're going to show up and they're going to respect the other guys a lot more too. Like that guy put in just like I put in and we respect each other for being committed not only to ourselves, but to our families and our people. We are going to get better. So we respect each other for our commitments. The last two here is protect your pack. We do not attack each other and we do not attack our family. You you protect your kin, you protect your wife, you protect your, your brothers. We don't attack each other. We can have discord and we have a thing called the arena where if you guys need to hash it out, there's a, a healthy way to do it. And I want you to display your skills that you've been learning to show that you know how to have discord without being a dickhead. Yeah. Like I do want to hear your point of view and so does the other guy, but we have to do it respectfully. And we do it almost like sensei rules where you still like, like, like show honor to each other before the conversation, show honor to the guy who's like mediating with you and then hash it out and then show honor when you're done. Yeah. Like there is a, there is a way that we can learn healthy discord as alphas. And then the last one is that we challenge everything. And I explained that to you already. You should challenge competency, effectiveness, recognizing strengths and weaknesses. What am I good at? What do I need to work on? How can I respect you for your things? What are we good together? Because each of us fills in the gap for each other. We have to challenge everything so we can grow. And do not be afraid to have courage to ask questions because how else do you grow? You should write a book. If I'm writing my second one now, actually. Yeah. So the first one is called Everything is a Choice. I co-authored that with a grief specialist named uh, Dr. Oren Cox, PhD. Uh, this one is just mine, and it's called The Map Out of Hell. 
And it gets into the way we do our grieving systems, our coping mechanisms, the enemy within, which is fear, doubt, distractions, and excuses correlated with the way that we try to control everything, uh, the way that we believe things are, gets into belief systems, and it also gets into a really tough chapter about what is truth. And it's pretty fucking hardcore. This book is built on principles, and so it's going to be not only things that work, but also gets into a very simplistic way to understand the way we operate when we're going through really, really hard stuff. So I'm way ahead of you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Uh, So where's the best first place for somebody that might be interested in in checking you out and joining? Go to the the website. Usually people come through our TikTok. We have a big following on TikTok, but there's a link tree on there, but you can just go to the warriorswaymindset.com and just go in. There's a whole section there. If you just want to fast track it and join the group, there's a, there's a part there where you can have a phone call with me. I still do the phone calls for guys, even though we have hundreds of people and thousands of people, I still like doing the phone calls to go like, are you the right guy for the job? Yeah. You know? And so we still vet our guys pretty seriously because we make sure it's the right men for the the brotherhood because we, we protect each other. We look out for each other and we've got guys going through divorces, through deaths, through massive loss in their life, addiction, uh, depression, anxiety, and we fight it together. And these guys are doing healthier than ever because like, I'll give you a suicide one, man. You want to hear something fucking yeah, amazing? Definitely. So suicide is a huge thing for our men. Huge thing. You know what the number one thing I've noticed is a proprietor for suicide? What? Isolation. When you're all alone and you really truly believe no one gives a fuck about you and you're sitting there in the darkness and you're sitting there in the dark thoughts and you start trying to numb the dark thoughts with alcohol or any type of drugs or any distraction that you can think of. When you're alone and there is no hope, and there is nobody who cares about you. It is catastrophic what we can do inside of our brains. What we did is one of our warriors, Phil, this is, he's got a wonderful story. Phil was just a TikTok follower, dude. He was nobody. I mean, he wasn't nobody, but he was nobody. He wasn't doing anything. He had severe injuries. Half of his body was crushed in an accident. So he's in severe pain, tons of medication, just alone on disability. And Phil just kept showing up and showing up and showing up on our lives. And he would just, with his left hand, hit like (laughs) to the point where he said 100,000 likes. We got everybody cheering with Phil, 100,000 likes in just one video. Like it was just, he was just going, right? And Phil kept showing up and kept showing up and kept showing up. Whenever I do a group, you know, uh, there's one guy that I choose that I pay for. Every group, I pick one man that I'm like, you deserve this and I'll pay for you. That's why the skin in the game, that's not for everyone. That's all of us. I do it too. Yeah. And so I pick one man and I'm like, but they have to do volunteer work just so you know. They don't just get in for free. They have to like earn their spots. So it's not everybody just gets in for free. No, this guy, he's put in the work. Phil's superpower is that he's just fucking likable. You wouldn't think that's very that's very cool, but I'll tell you right now. Talk about when you walk through the office yeah. and people are like you're unapproachable. I'll take just likable for no reason. Ask cool any introvert. Shit. Yeah. Any introvert ever is like I would I would like that, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, they just like you for no reason. That's Phil. He's just likable. What he did is he's like, hey, can I run like a nighttime group? Like just the guys just to hang out, not coaching, not doing anything, just hang out. I'm like, yeah, go ahead, Phil. Let's do it. He's just he's just fun to be around. So people just like hanging with Phil. So we started up this group, and it's really funny because we have all this warrior branding for all this stuff. The morning calls are called the Phalanx, where we lock shields and fight life together. 
but the nighttime call was when Phil would just put the emoji with Elmo with like fire behind him. And so it's like Elmo and like, you know, and they uh, ended up calling the nighttime group, the order of the flaming Elmo. And it just ended up being the guys just hanging out. I don't care what they talk about trucks, fishing, checks. I don't care what you just hang out, be boys. To give you some suicide perspective is it would probably be every few weeks I would have to take those calls. And I'm the only one who takes those calls. The guy sitting next to the gun, the guy sitting there with the blade, the guy sitting in the car ready to fucking end it. I am the one at three in the morning up with that guy. When I say I go into hell for my men, I do not joke. Like, and so I'm the only one who takes those calls because there's too much liability. And so like those calls would come and we would have them every few weeks it's been nine months now since we started the Order of the Flaming Elmo. <laughs> we have had zero calls. That's amazing. We actually have an entire section in the Warriors' Way for like people. It's called Answering the Call, where if a guy is in crisis, you just put a photo up of the Viking blowing a horn. You don't have to explain a single word. You just throw that image up, and we have never had a guy go alone. And so since there's just been hang out, you belong. Yeah. Come be a part of the guys. And these guys have all gone into battle with me. So they're proficient. But like, no, man, we can fight it if you want. Or just come and hang and belong with us. As long as there's a place where you can go. We have not had any guys isolated enough to have to like to answer the call like that. That's awesome. Is that a is that a Discord server or where where's the what's the platform? We do that one. That's just on uh, Voxer is what we're using that right now. Okay. But I think we're moving things over to Discord because like we have to find a better system because yeah. we have uh, all of our program stuff is on Circle at the moment. So you know at some point we'll listen to this two years from now and we're like we don't have that anymore. We upgraded. Yeah. But but as far as now, yeah, all of our program stuff is on Circle, but our our chat is still on Voxer because. Um, we have a lot of guys talking. There's a lot of guys supporting each other. Yeah. And so there's just a lot of noise, but we may move that to Discord soon. It does seem like a better platform. Yeah. The reason I chose Voxer is one button does everything, and I try to keep it simple. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Discord's complicated. There's a lot going on, but uh, it sounds like it'd be good for something like that. I'm, uh, I mean, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I think my guys are going to love this. I mean, I've got a, a Facebook group of, 30 something thousand that, you know, are, we're in need of communities like this. Uh, we're in need of support. I see it every day. It's, it's the blue collar guy that's, you know, looking into testosterone and they are alone and they do need something like this. So I think they're going to love it. Um, I hope, you know, a thousand yeah. of them join up with you and, and grow to be better. If you ever want to come jump in, we started up a thing for the failings calls that we do in the morning on Saturday, we have a thing called bring a brother. And so, like, doesn't have to be in the group, doesn't have to have paid anything, doesn't have to have committed to anything. Just come and check it out. See the vibe. Yeah. See what we do. Ask a question. We'll get in. And we've had guys come in on their first day, and we'll go into war with you. We'll go in. What's 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 attacking you, bro? You don't have to be alone anymore. Like, you know, my wife is saying this. We're like, I got you. Lock shields with me. Man, I'm in so much doubt right now, and I'm, I'm in my own head, and I'm shaming myself to pieces, and anxiety or depression or like all these anger and i'm like bro lock shields i'll show you how to beat it yeah we, we'll do that in person i do it all the time and so like those guys were like let me just is this is this shit legit it can't say challenge everything in the creed and say we don't say to challenge it show up is it therapy no in my counseling no you're either trained or you're untrained we train together 
because I'm training you to be a healthy alpha, not to be a healthy dickhead. Like, no, <laughs> you're going to work with other guys to be the best version of you. So you're the best husband, best father, best leader, and then your best authentic you. But we have to tear your belief systems completely apart to see if they're yours or if most of those came from somebody else yeah. and you just bought it. What time on Saturday? What's that look like? 10 a.m. Central, 11 o'clock Eastern. So that's the time that we're doing it right now. Um, it's invite only. So if you want in, let me know. Yeah. And then if you you want to come hang with the boys, I'll give you the pass to have guys jump in and bring some of the boys with you. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Send you what email over something. Is it a Zoom call? It's a Zoom call. Yeah. Yeah. Shoot it over. I'd love to check it out. You got it. I'll make sure you have everything you need, man. Awesome. I'll message you right after this thing. I'll just shoot you a message. Cool. I'll uh, I'll send you the camera footage and the audio if you want to use it somewhere else. It'll probably be better than, I don't know, the Zoom quality sucks. So I'll send it over. <laughs> I love the crowd shot. I got to be real, man. This is I'm a fan. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Rick. It's a ple- it was a pleasure. I appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate you. Yeah. Have a good one. Right. Later, brother. Bye.